Hey, welcome to the new, maybe improved, I guess <laughs> like the jury is still out, uh, mm. Gaming Nexus show. Uh, I'm saying this is the podcast for people who like video games but want something a little different? Ooh. Question mark? Huh? We have a, we yeah. have a, we have a slogan? I, well, I like yeah, I was, try, I was trying. I've been thinking about it. It's not a very good one, but it's there. Okay, okay, wait. Rewind and then present it as a slogan. Welcome to Gaming Nexus and then oh, no, say the slogan. I, oh, okay. Do it. Welcome yeah. to the new and improved Gaming mm-hmm. Nexus show. Uh, the podcast for people who want something a little bit more, who are still into... Oh, man. See, oh, now I'm screwing it up geez. because I said it wow. pretty good the first time, <laughs> and now you're screwing me over. No. Now we're, <laughs> now I got to stick both of them in because it's kind of amusing. Anyway, my name is Elliot. Uh, I'm a writer on, at GamingNexus.com, uh, and I'm joined by my three co-hosts, uh, Eric, who is the editor-in-chief of the website. Greetings. What's up? Uh, How you doing? Joe, who streams for the website. Hello. Hola. And, and Max, who doesn't do any of those things, but we still like Max a lot. <laughs> he makes games. <laughs> the man makes games. He makes games. Yeah, he, makes he makes games. He's too busy making games. And his new one, <laughs> yeah, are you allowed to contribute. talk about the one you're making now at all? Or is it? Um, I don't know. Okay. It sounds Better interesting. Not. I'll sounds say like that. that. <laughs> Better not if you're yeah. not allowed to talk about it. Like if you don't know whether or not you can talk about it. Yeah, the answer is no, right? Yeah, probably the, the, yeah, the answer default to no. Yeah. Yeah. So each week, moving forward now, not each week, because we're going to do kind of like every other week or maybe even every three weeks, because in two weeks from now, it's Thanksgiving week, and I don't think I'm going to be doing anything that week, boys. I'm out of town. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, we're going to take a theme. And Eric, what was this week's theme? What did we go with this week? This week's theme was loyalty. Loyalty. So uh, yeah, I mean, like, I didn't know whether we should have a theme that was like race cars, or we should have a theme that was more of like... <laughs> Uh, we can broad. alternate. Yeah, yeah, blue. <laughs> exactly. Like, how broad should the theme be? And so I just I pulled think... loyalty out of my ass. Like, just what a, boop, loyalty. What about uh, at the end of each episode, we spin a spinner, and whoever it lands oh. on has to immediately come up with the theme for the next week? That's really oh, good. That, that is, is now really our thing. Good. Fantastic. Yeah. God yeah. damn it. Yeah, Max, you're in charge of that, so you get on that. <laughs> you're an improviser, Joe. You got this. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I got it. Let's do it. So anyway, we're going to bring you a handful of different things each week. Um, so there'll be time notes in the, the podcast show notes, like if you want to skip around. So if you don't want to hear like my monologue at the end, you can skip it and I'll show you where you can do that. Or if you don't want to hear Eric uh, or Joe or Max, you can kind of skip around or or go to the thing you want because it's not really in any kind of particular order. So. We got a table of contents now. Ooh. Table of contents. I love how we were like, hey, we're going to do this and make it easier on Elliot. And now I'm like saying things I'm like, this is a little you, bit more work. I got to do a little dude, table of contents. I didn't even know you were doing <laughs> this, man. I was going to say it, but you know. Yeah, you it's, not that bad. it's not that bad. I, I, yeah, thanks. Yeah. That's my life but, in one sentence. I'm running on myself. <laughs> I, I think the important note here is that we, we've decided to fo- focus more strictly on video games. We're cutting back on the Netflix chatter as much as we like to talk about Netflix and Marvel movies, which may occasionally still come up. We're going to cut back on that and, and try to fo- be more focused since we are the gaming nexus show. We're going to try to focus more on gaming, different aspects of gamings, uh, uh, gamings. Sometimes gamings. it'll be like, like current game news. Sometimes it'll be like broader topics. 
um, you know, things we've been playing lately and so on. So, so, uh, but the the point is is that we're going to try to have it be a little different each week. It's not going to be the four. The format is not the four of us just sitting around talking for an hour. So we're breaking up into segments, pre-recorded segments, uh, which could be one of us. It could be three of us. It could be two of us. It could be all four no, strangers. Really, it, yeah. could, it yeah. could be silence for twenty. It could minutes. be you know, a barking Sometimes dog. you need that. It could be. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. easy. That's yeah. easy to do. We'll put mandatory five minute silences in here and there. Yeah. And, despite, <laughs> and despite the way we're presenting ourselves here, we're aiming for a more focused experience. Yeah, that's right. That's I right. A more it. focused experience. Yeah. So we have three uh, stories, three, I don't know. They're not really stories. Three. They're stories, man. Call them stories. Okay. Three yeah. stories. Yeah. We got three stories. We got three stories this week. Uh, Joe, what is the story that you and I did this week? What are we talking about? We talked about puppet combos, video game murder house. Yeah. And we and, didn't really focus on loyalty too much on that, but that's okay. Well, no, it was kind of loyalty. Yeah. See, because what happened was Public Combo uh, put out a tweet, or, or no, somebody put out a tweet that they wanted Public Combo to change the icon to click to get into their game for the Nintendo Switch version because it was low resolution and it looked terrible. Oh, and is Pub- that the one? I, I yes. saw this. Yeah. I saw this exchange on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. And, and then they Public were just Combo like, was like, no, no, just no. They just said no, straight up no. And I said from there, I was like, you know what? I'm buying your game. So there you go. So that's what Joe and I did a little talk about that. Mostly Joe, and I'm just kind of there facilitating. Uh, Eric, what did you do this week? So I, I, you know, was thinking about the thinking about the uh, the theme of loyalty, and I kind of wanted to to talk to somebody else. You know, I didn't want to just like chatter on on my own. And my son happened to be home for the weekend and he is the biggest gamer I know. You know, he is the most hardcore gamer I, I've ever met in my life. And uh, it's interesting because he maintains most of his friendships through gaming, you know, like like his social life. Since he's he's like a, a varsity athlete at college, he doesn't have a lot of time to like have a social life at the university. And so most of his friends and, and his, his socialization comes through gaming and he's developed a very like committed group that games together. And so I wanted to talk to him about that. And then we also kind of got onto the topic of, you know, like loyalty to different brands and, and, you know, like the, the, uh, ecosphere of, you know, being in, in one, one console versus another and so on. So I don't know. I thought it was, I actually was, pretty happy with the way it came out i think it's a pretty interesting conversation uh and my son's real cool and so uh it was a lot of fun <laughs> yeah it was fun to listen cool. to yeah yeah he definitely sounds like the cooler of the two of you for sure absolutely i'm just like didn't the little yapping <laughs> dog <laughs> didn't say that at all hey. i think they're equally as cool so i'm just gonna put that out there i don't i, Thanks, do, I definitely do not uh, aiden sounds like he's has a pretty cool life already mm. yeah yeah he's got it going on he's pretty good and then I had a, I tried to um, take the ghost of Andy Rooney and be possessed by it. I did a little one man essay on brand loyalty. I don't know how it came off. I always hate like editing things when I hear the sound of my own voice. And this was literally just me talking for like six <laughs> minutes. So by the end, I was like, this is fine. This is fine. I don't, it's fine. So. Um, I don't know. We'll see how it turned out. I'll do better next time, maybe. I don't know. I have faith in you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I can't I wait to fine. listen to this. It was it I don't know. Like I said, I hate the sound of my voice, so I think it sounds kind of weird and rambly, but who knows? Now maybe. now represent it without saying all that. No, I hate the sound no, no, of, uh... no, no. I hate the sound of my voice. It's terrible. It's <laughs> I sound so like I don't bland. 
when I hear myself back. <sighs> oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. And I know just, I, just, I know Elliot, I sound Elliot, exactly easy like solution. That. Easy solution. Darth Vader voice changer modulator. I mean, God. There we like, go. You act God, like you don't have it. the technology. There we go. <laughs> we have the science. <laughs> we have the science. So anyway, before we do that, though, um, Eric and Joe, you guys have been playing. I don't know. Have you guys been playing a lot of Forza or just like a little? Oh, bit of Forza? yeah. No, I no. I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of Forza. So I, I reviewed Forza for the site. So I had it for uh, four days, I think, before release. And it's a real weird thing playing a game like that before release because like pieces of it work and pieces of it just don't. So like the Battle Royale probably kicked in maybe a day before it came out. And some of the other multiplayer, like for, for a while, there were no other players like zipping around in the world. And then like some people started showing up and uh, like it, it just ramped up until release. And then, and then there was uh, like a, an early access period of a couple days. And, and I read somewhere that before the actual release on Game Pass, a million people had already been playing it in early access. Like it's insane wow. how popular Crazy. it is. Um, so yeah, like I, I'm, I'm in deep in, you know, Forza is not the sort of game that you quote beat, you know? And so I, I felt like I had played enough of it to, you know, uh, aptly review it, you know, accurately, but I would like, I've got maybe 120 cars out of the 500 cars that you can get. Um, and it's, it's, in, it is incredible, incredible. Every car in the game, like drives completely uniquely, you know, they are all absolutely like individual, uh, with their own physics and, uh, you can, I don't even know where to start with this game. <laughs> like, I just how about, don't know where about, to start. What do you do like, in this game? So it's a race car game. I think, you know, okay, you're, okay, you're okay, yeah, familiar. Yeah, yeah. So, so you go around, you, you don't go around a track though, right? This is different. No, no. So it's set in Mexico and it's a big open world, right? And the, the world is so big, it probably takes about 10 minutes. If you're hauling ass cross country, ignoring the roads and just bahaing across, <laughs> it probably takes about 10 minutes from end to end. It goes through to these different biomes. There's like jungle. There's like Mayan ruins. There's the beach area. There's cities. There's cornfields. There's mountains. There's a freaking volcano. So <laughs> like there's, there's all this stuff. Then as you kind of like play through parts of the story, it opens up more and more and more events. And so as you go to those events, like it could just be like a track race or it could be like an off-road race through the jungle or it could be a drag race or it could just be like some wacky thing. Like there was one where I was racing a train, you know, there's one where you go and you plant seismic charges around the volcano. Um, <laughs> there's one where like, you're trying to impress a luchador. So you got the luchador <laughs> in the car and he's like screaming at you not to slow down, you know, and you have to like maintain a certain speed. Um, and then as you complete these events, you win what they call accolades and it just opens up more and more and more and more. And then the game, like it's constantly rewarding you it's constantly throwing like money at you it's throwing cars at you and and sometimes when you unlock ah. cars when you go to actually use them it gives you like 30 different paint job options and you can go in and you can customize your own paint job you can like create your own events and post them for other people to play there's a photo mode there's like creative mode there's a fucking battle royale just tossed in there like it was nothing you know <laughs> you just drive over there and play the forza battle royale which is awesome fun um what? the game's been the out for two days right 
Yeah. There are four and a half million players as of today, two days after the game has been out. So like if that doesn't speak volumes for like the the game, I don't know what does. Right? Four and a half million is insane. That's an insane number for two days. I wrote an article yesterday that it would make a great desert island game because there's so much and it just feels like it's just as opposed to like I'm gonna run out of stuff, it feels like it's just going to get bigger and bigger (laughs) as time goes on. You know, and it, like you can just focus on one career track and just decide you're going to do off-road racing. And that would keep you busy for like weeks, you know, or you could uh, decide that you're going to follow all the story missions or you could just engage with the battle royale. Yeah, there's, there's like so many different activities. It's absolutely fascinating and stunning in scope, stunning in scope. Uh, so and it's on Game Pass. So like, it's on Game Pass. Yeah, uh, Game Pass continues to be the best bang the for best your buck. Damn deal ever in gaming. It's ever. insane. Even if they raise the price by another ten to fifteen dollars, I'm which they like, tried, and the internet was like, "No, fuck y'all," and it was like, "We're sorry, yeah. we, we, we're sorry." <laughs> it's Whoa. crazy how much content is on that on there. How many like huge games? Like it's crazy to me. Game Pass overwhelms me a little bit. Like a every week bit? I look I look at what's new and I'm like I I don't have time I don't have time <laughs> no. for you Age of Empires for it. Like I really would like to, but you are you are intimidating. You know, and there's like like six games a week all all quality stuff that I would love to check out and it's like damn like I could stop reviewing games and still have a million games to play just because of Game Pass. You know, it's the, like, it's the backlog of your backlog. It is something, man. It is it's, absolutely it's, something. And it, that I mean, and that includes games with gold too. Because every time one of those games with gold come out, I swipe the motherfuckers up straight yeah. up. Like games with gold, Game Pass, and then Game Pass Ultimate that lets you do it on PC plus EA Play. I'm like. That's the one Take I have. So I've got all the EA money. stuff too. And like every Bethesda game ever is on there. Take uh, my money. Like it's ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. So Joe, what did you think of Forza? I know you probably just dipped into it briefly. Uh, and how does it look on the S? How does it look uh, on the it Series It looks S? phenomenal on the S. It looks so phenomenal that I was like, so I was racing through the the forest after you get launched out of the plane. I was racing through the forest or or, or whatever the jungle, <laughs> and you plane. get launched out of a plane. This is how they start you. They cool. start you by launching you out of a plane and kind of getting you used to the controls. So you race oh, four different car cars. All right, continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you're in a plane and launches you out the plane. You, you're <laughs> you're, you're yeah. looking too much into this, Max. Listen. All right. So, my bad. Sorry, <laughs> it's not important. Carol. So <laughs> it was it was so good. Like they they let you choose between performance mode, which is uh which is 60 frames per second or um, graphics mode, which is uh, 30 frames per second, but it's like 1440, which all you need right now. I mean, I don't know how many people are playing video games in 4k, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's phenomenal. So phenomenal that I saw the antenna <laughs> on, on this fucking car. And I'm looking at my screen. Like, is that, is that, no, that's the fucking antenna. Like, I don't see shit like that. That's how good this damn game is. That's how graphically good this damn game is. But then, like, I haven't played a Forza. I used to play Gran Turismo. I played Burnout. Forza is Burnout to the max. Yeah. It's fantastic. It is so fantastic. It and is the driving, so good. The driving feels so oh, good. And so every good. car has its own, like, level up. Like, you can level up each car. 
uh, it, just by driving around and like doing tricks and skills and jumping off of stuff, you know, like no matter what you're doing, it's rewarding you and giving you points and, and just, yeah. So I'm playing it on my PC and this is, this is the first time where I've like really tested my PC and I'd cranked every setting up to ultra Yeah, and, and I'm playing it on a monitor that I'm reviewing, uh, so I'm not sure if I can talk about the monitor too much, but it's <laughs> a badass. You know, it's this big HDMI freaking awesomeness, and uh, not HDMI, the fucking HD, the, the bright, the bright UHD. You know, what the hell? Whatever the term Fire? is, where it's like extra bright. The sun. You know, oh the um, sun, nice. It's the, the sun. Yeah, sun. It's just the sun. <laughs> My monitor is just the sun. Anyhow, it looks so freaking good. Like, and there's a benchmark HDR mode on the. HDR, thank you, thank Jesus. You. <laughs> there's there's a benchmark mode where you can like like basically click it and it'll start an automated race and just like push your computer to the absolute limits and then tell you how it does. And that's pretty <laughs> fascinating to do. Like that that was pretty cool. Well, cool. It sounds like it's there's like no downside to wanting to play this game at all. None at no, all. Elliot, you should, if you can if you can play it, you should totally play it. Check like, it out. Even man. if you're not into cars, like take the time and download it and check it out because it is like just phenomenal. Elliot, I will warn you that it is hundred and one gigs. Oh no, I've downloaded it. I've played it a little bit. Very little. Not a lot, but just a, a, a little. Not enough to have an opinion yet, really. Sure, sure, sure. Just that I like it. I like what I've played and it seems fascinating. You know. I'm not and I'm not a car guy. Like it, that's not a genre that's a genre I steer clear of. It's just nah. something I don't get into. But yeah. Well, one quick question before we wrap up on it: uh, Are you the car or are you the man inside? You you have a character and you design <laughs> your character, and so you are in the car and and you're British, and uh, I don't know. I you you get uh, like as part of the rewards, you get like different clothes and stuff, and so you can dress up your character. And there are sometimes cutscenes when you go to do the different events. She's like chatting with one person or another person, and when you win a race, you can make her do a little stupid dance, you know. And uh, <laughs> I say her because I always play as women, but uh, uh, it's it's so fun. Like there's so it's much. So fun. It is so fun. Like, it's, it's so just, fun. Yeah, I I don't know if it's game of the year for me or not yet because there's a couple other things that like I was really fascinated with earlier on in the year, but it is right up there in the running, man. It is so so good. It's so it's it's very good. Very cool. Well, cool. Uh, well, with that, we'll kind of lead into our first uh, segment, which is uh, Joe and I talking, and then you'll hear Eric and Aiden, and then you'll hear me, and then we'll have a little bit of wrap up, and uh, that'll call it. I don't know what you were doing on a Friday night. Well, I know what you were doing on a Friday night. You were streaming. Do you know, do you normally stream on Friday nights? Is that normally I, your thing? I do not. So usually okay. on Friday nights, I'm I'm kind of busy. You know, doing the band thing. You know, whatnot. Uh, we uh randomly got a Friday night off and it was, you know, two days before Halloween and I had done my, um, your Halloween stream, if you will. Uh, and so I decided to go into a game that has been out for a while and has, it's gotten uh, very positive reviews on steam and it was called murder house. And I came across it, uh, when I saw a tweet from somebody, okay. this is no joke. Uh, a tweet from somebody saying 
um, asking uh, Puppet Combo, the developer and the publisher of the game, to change the icon that you click on to get into the game. Okay. Because the icon, quote unquote, looked low res and no one would buy that game based on the icon. That's hilarious. Um, and so what happened was <laughs> Puppet uh, Combo literally just replied with no. Yeah, you, you don't get it. You don't get the game. You you and, don't, yeah, yeah, like, no. You don't get this one, you know, pretty much fuck you. And I saw that tweet, and I probably laughed for a good 15 minutes. And I was like, Puppet Combo, this is where I buy your game. Now, uh, after I streamed this, I found out that a lot of other people have already streamed this game. I, d- so I noticed I avoided- that too, actually. Yeah, I avoided all those streams. I avoided all that, all that stuff. Um, it was on sale. It was on seven dollars, and uh, so I got, I got it. Well, I'll tell you what I was doing on a Friday night. My wife had plans, and I did not. And so I was sitting at home. I had DoorDash some food and had started drinking pretty early in the evening when I got bored, and I went to Facebook because I hate myself. <laughs> and that's where I saw you streaming Murder House. And I was like, oh, this is my night right here, is watching Joe do this shit. Well, I appreciate you being there, man. It was, it was a it very was fun. nice surprise to see you there. It was a fun stream. I So give us the premise. Give us the short little, like, what is the game kind of about? Because it was really kind of confusing to me in the beginning because there's kind of like a an a um not an epilogue but there's kind of like an uh, an opening and then it like kind of fast forwards to like a couple of years ahead in time right something like that yes yeah, so here's the game starts out with a, and you can choose the prologue to give you kind of an idea and it, it it's really smart how they do it so they give you a prologue um to give you kind of the controls of the game and the game the story starts out with the um there's an Easter Bunny killer. There's the Easter Bunny killer. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna call him that. I know he has a name. Uh, the Easter Bunny killer. Um, this is also, which I did not know, the spiritual successor to a song called or a game called Babysitter Bloodbath. <laughs> okay, so I've not heard that. That's that requires some looking up. There's that, but. Um, there's this, the, he starts his killing in 1986 and literally it's just a murderous Easter bunny that kills kids. And so the, the prologue is you, after you get your picture taken by the Easter bunny, you wake up in a photo booth in the mall by yourself. Okay. And so you're running around, you're looking for your parents. You can't find your parents. You can't find a way out the mall. And you go into this, like, the back room, like, the back, <laughs> if you want to count them, like, catacombs <laughs> of the mall, <laughs> you go through these the, these back hallways, and you're going through these doors, and you're kind of exploring, and out of nowhere, the Easter Bunny, the murderous Easter Bunny starts running after Yeah, it's, something, it's called the Easter Ripper, right? Is that him? The Easter Ripper, that's yeah. it, that's it. So, uh, you have to hide Im- immediately. And uh, you just kind of find your way around. And it's it's giving you all the things you're going to need in the epilogue. Like, all the mechanics. The tank mechanics that they used in Resident Evil 1. 
are in this game. Like oh, the hiding yeah. mechanism where you kind of sit and be quiet and let the the you see the feet of the the Easter Ripper just kind of go by. All that shit is there. Like all the mechanics you're gonna need in the epilogue are in the prologue. Um, and so, uh, spoiler alert: the prologue ends with the Easter Ripper finding you. I'm not gonna tell you how it is which was really good i i really got into it and i thought oh man like how do you win because i was like i don't know how you're supposed to get out of this situation watching you play i was like there's no way you get out of this like there's nothing you can do nothing you can do but that's kind of how it's supposed to be that right right so the the prologue ends with him finding you then it sends you to the epilogue and it's years later and you are part of a uh, of a news crew or a um not not necessarily a news crew but there there are people investigating the story right right uh a realtor has given you access to the house where the easter ripper has killed at you know all these kids right so the realtor has given you access to this house when you go into the house the realtor is missing so now you're just trying to find the realtor but you kind of want to shoot your story anyway because you want to get out of the house. And as the game progresses, it's just jump scare after jump scare, like yeah, <laughs> ghosts of the kids yeah. running around. Weird Easter eggs are found in weird places. It's it's nuts. Um, and it's it's but it's super cool. Like so, I I was watching it and I was just like like kind of, uh, and I remember seeing this game last year and I was like. I'm never going to buy that. It looks too Resident Evil And that's the other thing, though, too, right, is the look of this game. Because it's like, it's not quite Nintendo 64, but it kind of is at the same time, right? Like, Yeah. And it's made that way on purpose, right? So it's not like, oh, this is just like a game from that era. It's a game made, you know, to kind of like honor that era of games. Like you said, the controls are a little weird. Yeah, like you have to push up to go forward. Yeah. And that's what you have to use to do for, you know, your Resident Evil, you know, whatnot. So, um, but yeah, yeah. So you're just playing through it and it's, it becomes, it starts to become straightforward. Like once you figure those first three things, I the first three items out. And again, I want you guys to play this. So if you're listening and you want to play it, I'm trying, this is a non-spoiler, like (laughs) preview of the game. But um, once you, you know, you start getting things, you start getting items, you figure out every, you know, you figure out the next thing, you know, you pick up an, it's, it's kind of like Mega Man, right? Right, <laughs> right, right. The, you get the uh, powers of the boss and then you go on to fight the next boss with those powers and it makes it easier. Yeah, you so, learn what to use, the how to use the pencils and what the pencils are used for. You learn, yeah. Right. Zelda. Exactly. Zelda. Zelda. Uh. They oh they call it PS one visuals. Okay, that's so probably a little that. more fair. The other thing too is the sound of the game, right? Like some of the dialogue sounds like it was recorded like in a bathroom, but on purpose. On purpose, right? And I and I feel like in 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 twenty twenty when they when they made this game or whatnot, I feel like that the it was actually recorded on on equipment like you and you and you know you and I's equipment. Uh, right. However. I feel like they put so many cool filters on it to make it sound like, and maybe they didn't. Maybe they really recorded it terribly, yeah, on purpose. And that would be, I mean, that would be amazing. 
Yeah, I kind of, I kind of got some. Um, Do you ever play Mega Man Legends at all? Or familiar with that yes. game? Yes. The yes. character movement kind of reminded me of that quite a lot, actually. Just like how yeah. like the NPCs like moved or walked or stood or just stuff like that. It kind of felt like of that era. So, and when that is a PS One kind of era game, so I guess that does yeah. kind of fit it really well. But it does have that Silent Hill vibe to it too, right? Where you're just kind of like, what's around the corner? What's up the stairs? You know. Right. And and it's not even it's like when you say what's up the stairs, this this music just kicks in just like any scary movie from your 80s or whatever. It kicks in and you know damn well something is about to happen. And sometimes they get you. Sometimes they get you and nothing happens. But then when things do happen, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like this game, like I, I and I, I, I must pref I should have prefaced this with that. I don't do scary games. I, I on a stream I don't because I get so damn scared that I don't want to finish it and it becomes a longer stream than I want it to be <laughs> and it's just you know whatnot but man 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 yeah and, it's 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 so good and you did this in what two sittings two playthroughs or not two playthroughs yeah. but like in two like streams so how long was you, how long was it overall would you say the game Probably like two hours if yeah. I'm not running around like and I wouldn't even say that probably like an hour if you're not if you if you did a speed run, you could probably get it in an hour because you could run away from the, a lot of the River problem when he yeah. first finds you. But man, 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 man. And, and a lot of people have played this game. Uh, a lot of uh, streamers, uh, famous streamers have played through this game. And uh, Jack Jack Septicai Jack is that is that his name? A yeah, YouTuber? some I think I that know. yeah. He he's in it. So I was, oh okay. You know, there's there's your spoiler for that, but he's in it. So who is this game not made for? Who should avoid this game? Little kids. Okay. <laughs> Little kids. Oh, and only because, um, because he's because he's murdering kids. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a little bit too much. But I feel like if if you can take it, you know, if you're I don't know, if you're 14, you're like you you can't separate it from like like Grand Theft Auto, right? Because you kill people in Grand Theft Auto like you run over with cars and right. shit like that, but it's not like gory and he's yeah. not they're not killing kids. I saw I didn't watch all of your second stream. I kind of watched a little bit of the beginning and I kind of kind of flashed forward to the end. Um, and the, the end was pretty interesting. I thought it was story-wise, like kind of a cool little twist to the game. Yeah. The end, I let a very guttural, what? <laughs> yeah, it was and, something. Uh, yeah, no, the end was, uh, is it's, it's, it's really good. It's, it's definitely going to say the scary movie, trying to figure out who the killer is you know, being wrong or right and going, oh, yeah, that that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah it's it's amazing. Um, the icon that got my attention was the switch icon. So if yeah. you look that up, the, the switch icon is hilarious. Yeah, the game is out on PC, which you've played it through Steam, but it's on Xbox One, X Series X and S, Switch and PlayStation 4. So you can get it in a handful of places. Right now, it's not on sale on Steam, so it's eleven ninety nine, which is the regular full price. Is it worth a full price? Is it worth? Is it a twelve dollar game? 
I think it's worth ten bucks. I think it's worth twelve dollars. I I, I right. do, and I I think it's it's worth twelve dollars because once you beat the game, you can go back through, and you know, see what you missed. Maybe see how quick you can beat it or yeah. whatnot. Because once you once you play it through that first time, you go okay, right? Why did it take me this long? Was I scared? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, only so requires four gigs of RAM. It's less than two gigs. I, I think it's less than a gig and a half. So I don't even think it's a gig and a half. So it's not like it takes up a lot of space. So maybe something that's worth putting in your like wish list for the next time. It's like super cheap and grabbing it. You know when you want to be scared a little bit, right? Yeah, I I am very happy. And I and I and I will say this: there are four other games by Puppet Combo that um, I didn't know existed. So Night of the Nun. Babysitter Bloodbath, The Glass Staircase, Feed Me Billy. <laughs> and uh, there's another one, but I don't know what that is. It is it say. Stay Out of the House? I think it might, might be Stay Out of the House. Yeah, it, it might be. It might be. It looks, so, yeah, there not, are. I, I feel like I need to play these other ones, right? But yeah. Wolf. The nice thing <laughs> is Halloween comes around. You're like, it's cyclical, so. You just catch yeah. it on the next one. <laughs> you don't yeah, sound yeah, super yeah. Maybe convinced. I, I don't have to play. Maybe I don't have to play it until then. Maybe, maybe. And you know, I still haven't beat Resident Evil Eight, so maybe I'll go back to that and calm down because Resident Evil Eight isn't scary at all. Like you know, it's there were there was one there was one house in Resident Evil Eight where I'm like, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck. But then the rest of the game is it's it's Resident Evil Four. Yeah, you know, times two. <laughs> yeah, if I'm being honest, I I have never actually played a Resident Evil game ever. Well, I need you to start. It's just Get one that. of those genre. It's like that one group of games. It's like yeah, there's a couple of those kinds of games. I just never played any games in that series. I've never played a Resident Evil game. And then I'm like, now I'm like, it's too late to start. I have I want to start at one to get the story, but no, get the yeah, get the remake of one. Yeah, that's what, a, I, that's what I need to do. Yeah. Well, get this one time on another podcast I was on, we interviewed a guy who um, is the voice actor of Leon in the Resident Evil games or the newer ones. Yeah. And he was like, oh, how do you guys like what's your story about like playing Resident Evil? Like what's your history with the franchise? And I was like, yeah, man, I go way back like PlayStation <laughs> one, bro. I was like, yeah, it's just so good. There's, there's just so many things I can't even think of like the, my favorite. Just like the guns and the zombies. Yeah, definitely. And Umbrella, man, they're so evil. You lying motherfucker. Oh, I'm for gonna sure. find out. Through my teeth. I'm gonna find out where Leon Kennedy's uh voice guy is, and I'm gonna be like Elliot teeth. lied to you. Through my teeth. <laughs> Through my teeth. So That's great. All right, dude. I think that's gonna kind of do it with for Murder House. Is there anything else you yeah. wanna uh, mention about it? Yeah, pu- uh, public combo, you made a great game. Uh it's it, uh the uh, again, again, the murder house icon for Switch is iconic. It is that good. Um, it's so it's it's so very very good. Um, but uh, I, 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 if you want a good hour or two of fun or streaming material, and you haven't, maybe I'm the last one. Maybe I'm the last one who's done it, right? Yeah. But <laughs> if you want a good a good stream to do it, I think the Switch version just came out. I think you're I'm right. I'm seeing all these tweets from October. 20th uh, October yeah. 14th yeah it came out on the 14th of October so it just oh came out. so it just came out all right cool it just so came out if you are a switch owner and you want to play it on that beautiful 
Sexy. OLED model, baby. Ha <laughs> ha! Go get yeah. go get murder house. Oh, there are um uh, real quick. There are filters you can turn on too. So okay. there are this the the 16 millimeter film filter. There's the VHS filter. There's the oh, cool. um the CRT filter. So I turned that off to make the stream better, but on the first stream, I actually have the 16 millimeter filter on. Okay. So yeah. Um yeah, people people love Murder House. Eric would have loved Murder House. I'm I'm surprised he hasn't seen it yet. Yeah. Um maybe I'll send it over. Yeah, I like I said, I watched I watched that whole stream. I think I came in maybe ten minutes into the stream. And you I stayed for it. the whole time, man. It was it was a fun watch. I appreciate you being there, man. Yeah, it was Even a lot through of fun. the technical difficulties. That was cool. No, it was cool. all good. I actually loved your we'll be back screen. That's very like uh, Saturday morning uh, cartoon esque. Like after these messages, yeah, that's that's exactly what I thought. It's a good picture, and it's like the black and white. It was good. It's a good look. I liked it. This is Eric Hodder, and this week, the topic of the show, which may or may not be followed during the various segments, but the overall theme of the show is uh, loyalty. And I found myself thinking about loyalty in a number of different ways. Uh, Gamers' loyalty to the platforms that they play on, gamers' loyalty to the friends that they play with, uh, gamers loyalty to the memories that they made while they were playing games. And so I thought for my part of this show, I thought it might be interesting to interview the biggest gamer I know, both, uh, physically and through activity. And that is my son, Aiden Hodder. Hi. Hi. What's up? Welcome. Welcome to the gaming Nexus show. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, so Aiden is 21 years old. He is a, a senior at Wittenberg University in Springfield, Ohio. He is a uh, varsity volleyball player. He's a computer science student. And he is also um, the biggest video game fan I know. And that's saying a lot because I'm me and I do what I do. Um, Aiden, about how many hours a week? Do you think you play video games? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> quite a few. Let's say, like, probably around 50, I would say. Around 50 quite, hours a week? Quite a few hours, yeah. It's, uh, it's like a full-time job. It's more than a full-time <laughs> job. Yeah, probably. Just, like, out of the total time, like, spending time with my friends, probably close to around 50 hours. And And so when you say spending time with your friends... You're referring to in-game spending time with your friends. Yes, spending like spending time with my friends in-game. Maybe not even in-game, just like talking on like PlayStation parties or in an interface somewhere. Probably close to fifty hours. Yeah. Gotcha. And would you say that many of your primary friendships, like many of your closest friendships in life? have come from gaming? 
Yeah. Um, I think probably two thirds of my like close friend group at this point, I've met solely over playing video games. And then I met them later in, in real life. Um, it's especially over COVID, I found a new group of friends just gaming and finding people. Um, yeah, I've met the majority of my friends, I would say, through gaming and online interfaces. Right. So how can you describe what it's like when you like how you meet somebody, like how you connect with someone when you when you encounter somebody in a game for the first time? Like, how do you know, like, oh, I want to play with this person again? Like what 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 is that like? Because um, this is this is foreign. Like, I've never done this. I've never made an online friend gaming because I don't do a lot of online multiplayer, at least not with chat like yeah. I, tr- I turn the you know me I turn the chat off yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what uh um usually it's the person that's not screaming at you for yeah. various reasons and uh I don't know like I was earlier this week I was playing first class trouble which is the <laughs> first class trouble is the, the jam yeah I yeah. love it yeah but I was playing and it was me and four of my friends and it's a six-person game and we found these two other dudes <laughs> who we just like instantly like were cool with. And then I don't know, I guess you just take it from there. And like the more games you have in common that you play together, the easier it is. And then you just like slowly become really good friends over the games. I don't know. You just share experiences and it's 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 really unique, honestly. Like having online friends is very unique because like the experiences that you have together are fantastical. It's not, we went to a party. It's like we traveled across this continent together and it's, I don't know. It's really unique. That's all. That's the only way I can describe it. No, that's, that's really cool. So like geographically, where, where are some of your friends? Um, a lot of, okay. So a lot of them are in Columbus where we live. Um, but I've had friends from, I had a friend from Russia. It was really weird. Uh, (laughs) the times were really weird that we played together. It'd be like four o'clock in the morning that I'd be talking to him over the summer and stuff. And then I had a friend from Oklahoma. I've had a friend from, um, South Carolina. I've had a friend from, um, Newcastle in England. Mm, Cool. Yeah, we played a lot of FIFA together. Um, yeah, so all over the place, really. But main the main ones that I have are from Columbus. I actually met them through um, a friend that I've had for years. You know him, Elijah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I he had a group of friends, and then my group of friends met each other through online gaming, and we weren't even associated. Like, Elijah's friends met my friends, and... They had, they they became a group, and then later we were added to the group. So gotcha. it's 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 weird how things work out. Yeah, our friends have been playing together for years, and we didn't even know. No, that's cool. That's cool. Um, what 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 types of games? I mean, you, you just listed off some some very different games. First Class Trouble, uh, which. <laughs> Just a quick aside, uh, when that first came out in early access on PC, 
me and and Joey, known on the podcast as Joseph, mm. and Quincy and John Yan and Randy took a run at it, and we did a stream of it. It, yeah. it, it is just hysterical. You got to watch it sometimes. <laughs> it's so funny. We made this guy like his brain broke. He mm-hmm. was so mad. I'll show you the video after this, but it's hysterical. Yeah, that's really funny. Um, so anyhow, uh, you, you named off First Class Trouble and FIFA, which are very different sorts of games. Sure. How do you and your friends like determine what games you're going to play? And like, are, are there ever any splinter groups? Like, is there ever a point where like, this group is like, eh, we're going off to play blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I'm just not playing that this month see you guys when you're done with that like how how does that dynamic work yeah so basically my friends um one one guy will just be like hey i'm i'm going back and playing overwatch who wants to play with me and then everybody basically is like yeah i'll try it again (laughs) for like the seventh time or no i'm not playing that stupid game anymore yeah and then for new games someone will just show up with a new game they'll be like i just bought back for blood and then everybody would be like, oh, yeah, that looks cool. We'll try it out. Or, um, no, I'm not buying that game because you guys are only going to play it for two weeks. <laughs> right, right. Is there ever? Have you ever felt, like, pressure from the group to buy a game that maybe you didn't want? For like, sure. Um, an example of that is Guilty Gear Strive. I bought Ooh. Guilty Gear Strive. <laughs> <laughs> How did that go for you? And Well, I played Guilty Gear XR2, and I liked it. Because I played Leo, if anybody knows who that is. And um, Guilty Gear Strive is basically like a watered-down version. Like, it's a simpler version to make it more accessible for new players. But it basically destroyed my character. So um, I stopped playing it. And then I was kind of like, well, there goes $60 down the drain. Right. So, yeah, totally. That's funny. So, okay, if okay, friends aside... Like, if you were just to, like, choose, like, your top five games, what would those be? Yikes, of all time? Just, like, what you or would right play now. right now. If you could choose, like, five different games that you were going to play this month, like, current stuff, what, okay. would, what would those be? Um, well, first, uh, number one, Smite, without even thinking. It's, yeah. Of course, Smite. I'm a huge Smite player. I talk about you playing Smite on the podcast a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. just... That's the main game that my friends and I like play and bond over and all that stuff. Um, number two right now would be Back for Blood. Um, I really like the way you can like make builds and make your character unique, and it's really fun. And then like the replayability, it slowly gets harder. Kind of, and in in the harder difficulties, it becomes more like zombie Dark Souls. Like it's mm. really punishing, and my friends and I will like restart a, a level four times over because we just get swarmed by zombies and it's really cool um number three right now is overwatch um i just think it's a really unique experience for because it brings like moba elements of team fighting as well as um like fps action elements so the people that are less um inclined to like get into item builds and like 1v1s and laning phases and stuff with MOBAs. Um, it brings a lot more of the team fight mechanics of MOBAs without having to do all that, doing doing all the hard stuff. Right, right. So uh, Overwatch, I'm curious about. We'll go back to your top five in a second. But, okay. uh, like, I engaged with Overwatch pretty heavy when it came out. 
like when it was new. Yeah. And I probably went hard on Overwatch for like three or four months. I was a diva main. Mm-hmm. And uh a diva main. <laughs> it's a whole new thing now, diva main. Yeah, and so my my question is like coming back to the game now, would I even recognize it? Like like is it the same game? Has it changed? Like Well, yeah, it's changed a ton, honestly. Um when I first so I we played it together when it first came out. Yeah. Uh I was a big I wasn't like I didn't like to think too hard about it. Like I liked going in with six torbs and yeah. just smacking turrets and trying to keep our turrets alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is transformed into like a an esport almost. It's more um, team oriented and it's less casual. I would say. Um, so I play support mostly. Um, if anybody plays Overwatch, I main Brig, Moira, and Ana. Um, and it's more. Um, focused on you would need a team or you'd have to find people that you worked well with and like create a team but um so you so you're saying if you go in with randos you're gonna get smoked usually yeah right. uh unless you're like one of those insane ran- or solo queue guys right um but yeah it's more team-based and it's on it plays more like a MOBA honestly than anything because it's very ability and cooldown based and you have to like track what the other team's doing and try to counter them like in real time it's it's interesting it's it's unique honestly it sounds way more strategic yeah it's no, a lot it's not, more strategic. not the wild west anymore it's like. not casual at all it's not the wild west it is refined into so there's two tanks two damage and two healers now on a team and it is people take it very seriously <laughs> you're gonna get mad at me if i try again i, I wouldn't get mad at you <laughs> you wouldn't get mad at me. i'd be down to try it with you yeah that's funny. Okay, so back to your top uh, your top five current games. Okay, so we got Smite, Back for Blood, Overwatch. Number four would probably have to be... Hmm, I have to think about it. You, you don't have to do five if you don't want to. If those are like your those three... Those are my prim- top three right your, now. Your, your three primaries, then, then that's cool. Um, okay, I got one. Number four would be D2, Destiny 2. Um, I'm not really playing it right now because it's, we're kind of waiting for an update, but, um, we've gone back to playing Destiny 2 and I've, I played it at launch and then came back probably like six months ago, I would say. Mm-hmm. And it is, there's so much content on that game. It is ridiculous. Like we, we played it for probably a month straight and I didn't even like touch the surface of it. It was. It's insane how much stuff there is in that game. Do you do you buy the out uh, the updates when they come out? Like do you um, buy the whatever the hell. Yeah. The so deal? another thing, um, like me and my friends, we share like purchases with each other. So like we're paired up, and then like one guy will buy the first patch for a game or the per- first expansion, and then the next guy will buy the other one. So you alternate. Yeah. Smart. So we don't have to spend as much money that way. College students. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's really um, smart. But yeah, we usually get every expansion, and the next one um, brings the Gallahorn back, which is a very like it's probably the most iconic gun in a game for like the 2010s. It's huge. Yeah. So it'll be pretty interesting. So let's let's back up a little bit. Um, when when you were young, when you were middle school, high school age, you were. Uh, FPS guy like you were you were Call of Duty Battlefield 
Yep. Like super huge FPS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and, and then Madden. Yep. And, and, sports games in general. Yeah, sports yeah. games in general. <laughs> um and, and then lately I've noticed that you've like really branched off. Like you still do a lot of team based online games. Mm-hmm. Um but you like you recently were doing Elder Scrolls online. Yeah. And then that had you branching off and trying Skyrim again for the first time in 12 years or whatever. Yeah. And you beat cyber. He beat cyberpunk. cyberpunk. You, you beat cyberpunk. If you, if you were turned off at the, at the launch, go back and try it. It is a very fun game. And it is, I've, I encountered maybe one bug the entire time. Yeah. So do you feel like you're kind of, expanding your horizons because like I, I was honestly with with uh uh skyrim and cyberpunk i was i was shocked to see you play in single player games yeah it's very off brand for me but uh <laughs> <laughs> i really well when covid happened i had like a whole bunch of time on my hands and games got stale really fast yeah so i was i started branching out and I had like, I would just like pick a game. Like I had a PlayStation Now, and I would just pick a game and play it. And then I like started to understand why somebody would play a single player game because before I would just I was just like, if my friends can't play with me, it's it's pretty boring. But um, I, yeah, so I went back and tried them, and I actually found something I like. And then for MMOs, like if you have a bunch of time on your hands, the the number one game type for you to play is an MMO because you it's endless you know right 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 so i figured why not yeah that's cool that's cool like i i enjoy single player games just because i like to kind of like lose myself in the world yeah you know that's how i was with cyberpunk it's like i was just really into the world and like all the different mods that people had and like just exploring what somebody thought 50 years down the line would look like so i was just i was just really into it and for Skyrim, I like, I really like magic and like fantastical things. So I figured, why not go to like the most iconic world? No, no, that makes sense. Like that's kind of why I had, I loved and also disliked Fallout seventy six. Like Fallout seventy six, I had, I, I was such a weirdo when it came to that game because I wanted to play it like a single player game, mm-hmm. and I did play it like a single player game. I soloed that entire campaign until like the very last bit where you have to team up with people yeah um and uh and i liked it before they added all the humans back in like now it's a very different game than it was when it released there's people and quest lines and you know so on and so forth but i liked it when it was like abandoned and just robots and everybody was like oh it feels lonely but to me like that's the thing like in my current life i don't have a lot of alone time Mm -hmm. you know especially with covid like i'm i'm here with my wife 24 hours a day, which she's awesome. So that's cool. But I'm also a person who likes to be off by myself sometimes, you know, and and the kids are here and so on. And so for me to go off into a world and be by myself, that's appealing. (laughs) It's like appealing to me. For sure. So, uh, I want to, I want to pivot a little bit again. I'm sorry. I keep switching it up on you. Um, can you talk about like your history in games and how you got started playing games uh and, and got to the point where you like go so hard on games now you know like yeah um 
So I started playing games. The first game I remember playing was um, Crash Bandicoot on PlayStation 1 with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so initially, I just like really liked the like false... I don't know. I like just being in a world kind of similar to you with single-player games um, that was just not my own. So I just took off with that. And then... When I got my first Xbox 360, I got Modern Warfare 3 along with it. And then it, the competitiveness kicked in for me. So, like, I've played sports my whole life, and I've always been pretty competitive. And video games scratch that itch of being competitive and not being in the same world. Like, being in a normal world. And the competitiveness just like kicked off from there. So like I just wanted to be the best person out of my friend group to play any said game, and that's why I keep playing. So when I first started playing Smite, I got destroyed, just like everybody else does in in any MOBA, and I hated it. So and then I took a break, and then I came back, and I got destroyed again because I had I didn't play any, and. When I came back, I, I, I just like went insane. I was like watching YouTube videos and looking up stuff on Reddit of how to get better because I, I just could not stand losing to my friends. <laughs> so then I just played and played and played, and now I'm easily the best player. You're you're the best one. So how yeah. how do you how do you? Uh, I know you're you don't you're not a, a pro, but I think at this point you could compete on those levels. Yeah, I I mainly play with my friends and like I can't like I haven't seen how far I could get in like the rankings, but I have made it to masters and if, I think if I really tried I could go even further. Yeah. And like masters is the top rank below well, it's below the very top rank, which is the I think masters is the top 5% or 1% of all the player base, so. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're pretty competitive now. Yeah. Like not not meaning uh like you feel competitive, but you are, you know, a superior smite player. Yeah. At this point. <laughs> like it's not not to brag, but yeah, like no. just no bones about it. Top five at least. And I have I I think I could get further, honestly. So you are primarily a PlayStation guy. Yep. Would you say, well, let's, let's walk back. Let's, let's walk back through the history of consoles that you've owned. Okay. Um, so with me, obviously we started with a, I think we were playing PlayStation one games on a PlayStation two because we were broke. And so what we would do would be, we would go to like the local video game store and I would buy whatever I could get my hands on for like a buck or two. And, uh, and so, and we were also playing my old PS1 games that I had from when yeah. PS1 first released. So that's, and, and Crash Bandicoot, we beat that shit. We beat it. It took us about three hours to get through a level sometimes, but yeah, we beat it. Yeah, but we beat it. <laughs> um, so, so that was a PS2, and that's what we primarily played when you were like little, little. Yeah. And then we, I had a PlayStation 1 as well by myself on the side, but. Right. Yeah. And then we both, around the same time, got 360s. We were kind of late to the party, but yeah. we both got 360s, yep. right? And then where does it go from there? Um, from a 360, 
I, um, that's when I was really into Call of Duty. And then I moved into, I got a PS4. And then as I got a PS4, I kind of shifted from um, FPS games to sports games more. And then from there, I got um, a Switch with, you know, Smash and Mario Kart and all like the party games. But from there, um, after that, I got a PS5. And then, yeah, now we're here. Yeah. So would you say historically and currently you're primarily a PlayStation guy? Yes, 100%. Would you say that you feel some loyalty to PlayStation? Um, I think now you have to stay more loyal towards consoles because of like all the digital purchases and stuff. But I don't, I'm not a PlayStation fanboy. Like I don't try to defend the console in wars or anything. If someone were to give you an Xbox Series X for free. I would, I mean, I would take it. (laughs) I wouldn't (laughs) complain. (laughs) Do you think you would play it as much as you do your PlayStation though? I think I would stay on PlayStation um, because like not only like digital purchases and stuff, but my friends don't have a PlayStation. So like, it's kind of like a. An Xbox, you mean? Your friends. Oh yeah, sorry. An Xbox. So like my friends are all on PlayStation. I wouldn't (laughs) switch. I definitely wouldn't switch if I just like stumbled across a Series X tomorrow. Right. Like, like, you're you're in the PlayStation ecosystem, right? Deep enough that they kind of they have you. Yes. Like, you're not you're not a fanboy. You're like, you're not like, I'm in because it's PlayStation. Yeah. It's more like I'm in because that's where all my money and all my friends and all my time are. Yep, one hundred percent. Gotcha. So, what's what's what would you say your relationship is like with your Switch? Like, <laughs> uh. I mainly pull the switch out at like parties and stuff, but um, like if there's a if there's a game and it's on Switch and PlayStation, there's like no doubt I'm buying it on PlayStation instead, unless there's like some hidden feature that's on the Switch that I couldn't like experience on PlayStation. Right. Um, but yeah, mainly I just use it to play Smash at parties and stuff. Hmm. That's uh, like my my Switch is funny because like and Pokemon. I play I play Switch games that are exclusive to Switch. I play Switch like when I want to not be in the living room on mm-hmm. the big TV. But ever since I got my my gaming PC, which is in my bedroom, yep. that Switch has been collecting dust. Yep. Like unless, <laughs> unless there is something coming out like exclusive to Switch or like a cool review I'm gonna do. Yeah. Um, yeah. That I can't. I, it's the Nintendo niche. Yeah, it is. It is. I think Monster Hunter, uh, the RPG, was probably the last time I like really went hard on the Switch. Yeah. And since then, it's been. Or, or I do pull out my Switch, on, um, like trips. Like bus, bus, bus rides. Yeah. So like for volleyball, I travel sometimes six hours or like seven hours to St. Louis or to Buffalo or something like that. I definitely pull my Switch out then. Right. And what are you playing? Um, I play. Um, Zelda, um, and then Smash, and I play Mario Kart, and I also, I got a new game, but I can't remember. Oh, yeah, Pokemon Sun, Hmm. or, Mm -hmm. no, that's not right, Pokemon Sword, Sword, Sword. Sword. that's the one. (laughs) 
Sun is on 3DS. Right, 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 right. Cool, cool. Um, do you have any interest in, like, PC gaming? You into that? Yeah, I mean, if I had a PC, I would play. But um, I don't know. I played League because I feel like as a Smite player, the natural progression is, like, try League yeah. as, like, the biggest MOBA ever. But um, I suck at it. <laughs> And I'm kind of like, I honestly think that Smite's a better game, but, um, you know, I don't have a PC and it's kind of like this monster to it, to tackle. It is a monster to tackle, yeah. And also, like, my skills won't necessarily translate from, from controller to PC right away, so I'd suck and that would be really hard for me to... <laughs> I just use a controller. So, like, every PC game that I play, I use a controller. The only one that I used uh, mouse and keyboard for was Inscription because it didn't have controller support when I played it. It might have it now, but it didn't have it when I played it. Um, So, yeah, and and honestly, like, you know I've built up this insane Steam library over the years with no PC to play the games or, like, like a very minimally viable PC. Mm -hmm. And so now I've got this ludicrous Steam library. I've got just a banging epic game store library just from all that free stuff. But you know what I'm spending most of my time doing? Xbox Game Pass, baby. (laughs) Like, that Xbox Game Pass is... Like, so the thing about like you said, being caught up in an ecosystem is me too. Like I'm on PlayStation because that's where I've put all my money over the years. And so I've missed all the Xbox exclusives from the Xbox One generation and and now the Series S and X generation. And so suddenly being able to like access all that stuff and go back and play like State of Decay and like the Xbox exclusives and Forza obviously like super into. That's the one game that... If I had a series, if I stumbled over the Series X tomorrow, that would be the game I would buy for sure. It's so good. The very first one, Forza. It, it is so good. I can't, I can't, I can't stop. Like it's, it's very like I'm glad you came home this weekend because you broke my Forza habit. Because if you weren't here, I'd be in there right now, <laughs> like doing Forza, and my wife's outside with the kids. Like, <laughs> and I'm just like, no, I got cars. You just have to. <laughs> <laughs> you have to Forza. <laughs> All right, Aiden. Well, thanks. Thanks for uh, taking the time to talk. Of and uh, again, this is uh, Aiden Hotter, my son. Uh, you feel like giving your socials? You don't have to if you don't want to. Uh, I'm well on PlayStation. I'm unlike any hero. Um, all one word, right? All one word. And then on Twitter, I'm Aiden All Day Two Thousand. No, no, all one word as well. Aiden with an A. A I D A N. Yes. A-I-D-A-N, because that's the only correct way to spell it. Right. (laughs) But, yeah, that's it. Awesome. All right, y'all. Well, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, I suppose this is probably not going to be the end of the show, so back to whoever else is talking now. Music maker. Brand loyalty. It's almost like a product of a bygone era. Like something my dad's into. After all, he's purchased the same brand of car for as long as I've been alive. When I think about it, I guess I'm a bit brand loyal myself. A couple of years ago, my wife and I bought a mattress from one of those online places. I'll buy another one from the same company one day. 
It's a good mattress. It used to mean something being loyal to a brand. Remember when people would only buy Craftsman tools from Sears? A big reason for that being their lifetime warranty? Apparently, a lifetime only lasts until 2018, as there's only 19 Sears stores left in existence anyway. It's the same thing for video game consoles. If you wanted to play online with your friends, you had to have the same console. Then Final Fantasy XI came along and kind of completely changed the game. That was the first cross-platform game, by the way. I had to look it up myself. When I was in college, everyone, and I mean literally everyone, that played video games on my small campus owned an Xbox 360. If you didn't have one, you came back from Christmas break with one. I know that's a microcosm at best, but it was true for me. We all had the same console so that we could play together on the school's shared connections. It's refreshing how quickly things can change. For the most part, Sony and Microsoft play nice these days. I couldn't believe how easy it was a few years ago to play Fortnite, yeah, I know, on my Switch while my brother was on his Xbox. Communicating between the two rival consoles was flawless. It was shocking, to say the least. When Battlefield 2042 comes out, everyone will be able to play with anyone they want to, regardless of the console they're playing on. In a matter of years, we went from zero crossplay to near seamless integration for most big games. But let me backtrack to Nintendo. The beat of their drum has a different tempo, one that Microsoft and Sony just don't even have the sheet music for. For most of my life, I've enjoyed their catalog more so than any other. I've purchased almost every iteration of the 3DS, even the new 2DS. Please do not judge me. I was excited when they announced the Wii U. I still love that system. We bust it out at parties all the time. It may not dip on the first day of release for every game, but I get there pretty quickly when it comes to Nintendo. Why am I so loyal? It's really pretty simple. It's the content. It just it can't be beat. It still can't for the most part. But recently, I found myself in somewhat of a misstep with the latest tracks that Nintendo plays. For a long time, Nintendo stayed away from the mobile phone market. Now, they have a slew of titles, each one a bit of a letdown in their own way. A Mario Kart game where the game accelerates for you. A Fire Emblem game that literally plays itself. The Dr. Mario game that they put out was so bad that Nintendo decided that they needed to shut it down. A Pokemon game that is pure pay to win. I've tried all of them and I found them to be mostly disappointing. I've started to see the same trend in some of the console games Nintendo puts out. I recently had the chance to review Mario Golf Super Rush this past summer and while the mechanics of the game are pretty solid, the game was lacking in a few categories. For one, the campaign was really short. I managed to play through it in just a few short sessions. The second was the complete lack of golf courses. At launch, the game only had four golf courses for a golf video game. Compare that to PGA Tour 2K21, that game had 15. I get that they're different games, but they're also kind of not. Since the June 25th release date, Nintendo has added three new courses, a new mode, and three new playable characters. All of that was within three months of the initial release. First off, the amount of free post-content is second to none. But I'm hard-pressed to believe that they created all that additional content in a three-month span. If I had to guess, they had planned most of this post-content in mind for the original release and just couldn't make it happen in time. Lackluster games can be made good with enough time. But should I have to wait three months for the game to be a worthwhile investment of my money? I don't think so. I found it hard to tell people that Mario Golf Super Rush was worth your money when it first came out. In fact, I told them that it wasn't worth the price. I've played the new content since it's been released and found it to be excellent. If they had included that in the beginning, I would have sung a completely different tune. 
But I know if I had purchased that game on June 25th, I would have been very let down. It's not even the video game portion of Nintendo that I've started to feel down about. I think there is something to be said that Nintendo's Switch Online expansion pack trailer is the most disliked video to date by Nintendo. Nintendo must think that they made a mistake as well, saying recently that they want to improve upon the service even further. What does Nintendo owe me? Nothing. I'm a consumer, and I want to consume their products. Why limit themselves in their offerings, or try to tack on a DLC for a game like Animal Crossing into an expansion of an online service? Was it because they knew it was pretty weak to begin with, and they needed something to try and sweeten the deal? That's what I think. When you consider they're selling the standalone DLC without the online expansion for $24.99, it just doesn't add up to me. I haven't made the jump to the premium service, and I have no plans to do so currently. My loyalty is waning. Is it the hindsight of my age? Is it the cost? Is it going online and hearing others who feel the same way as I do? Is it the rose-colored glasses that I long to put on? Whatever it is, my loyalty doesn't seem strong enough to hold. So uh, that was captivating stuff, right? Yeah, tied me up, bound me. I am still in the cell. Fantastic. That is <laughs> absolutely what I wanted from all three of you. It puts the lotion in the bucket or it gets the hose again. Uh, so hopefully you guys liked that. Uh, we're going to keep trying something like that. I have, in the meantime, found a, a Wheel of Names application. I put all four of our names in. I'm going to click the Son of oh, a nice. bitch. Can you screen share it? I want to see uh, it. No, I can't. I'm sure no, I could, but I'm not. I can see uh, it in the reflection. It's coming. Oh, it's coming up. Joe. I got Joe. Uh, Joe, give <laughs> us our word. Oh, well, I don't know if you can hear that on my end. Oh, yeah. it's got it's got a applause. It's got applause. Yeah. Got applause. So there you go, Joe. You're the big <laughs> winner, great. Joe. So Joe, what will our topic be for our next episode? How it how, how'd your gaming get started? It's not a okay. word. Cool. That is not a what? word. How, you well, just how about <laughs> press start. So just press, press start. <laughs> Press start. press start. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Press, nice. press start. Press, press start. start is the theme. How'd you get started? All right. Press start. Okay. There you go. All right. Well. Press nice. That's we'll a great be, one. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks with. Eat my ass, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my idea to come up with one word. That was Eric. I'm the one eating your press start. ass. Press start. Press start is two. Press start is one word. You say it all together. It can. Be, it's just yeah, one topic. Hyphen You're good. Start. Right. Yeah. There you go. There yeah. you go. See. I got you, man. No man. man. Okay. That's right. You. Anyway, we'll have uh, all of our socials in the show notes as well, too, so you can look for Max's game, Ocean's Heart. You can attempt to follow Joe's streaming if you really want to. Uh, you can read uh, what Eric and I have to say on GamingNexus.com or follow us on Twitter or YouTube, that kind of stuff. There you go. Joe, of course uh, I love you, man. I, I no, watched that whole fine, stream, Elliot. man. I spent it's, a whole Friday did. night with he you. He did. He spent a whole no. fucking night on that stream. And I appreciate it, but as I think soon as we get off about, this fucking thing, I'm going over to his house and <laughs> kick his ass. Yeah, I yeah. think he's talking about the fact that, like, in order to follow Joe's stream, he like comes out of the computer and you have to beat him in one-on-one -on -one combat. That's right. Yeah. That's it's probably right. Just, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably what he was. That's talking That's exactly about. what it's me. Were you Immortal streaming? Which hour were you watching? Oh, I was watching. I was. Uh, my wife was out for the the night. She was babysitting, and so I decided to go go home, order a pizza, and like drink by myself because <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to do on a Friday night, and I stumbled on Facebook because. I hate myself. I think I even said that last time. <laughs> I was like, I'm going on Facebook. Why not? I, I want to feel bad about myself for a little bit. See what my QAnon uncle has to say. You know? And uh, I found Joe, and I was like, oh, I'm watching this. This is my entertainment tonight. 
Yeah. So that's that was literally my Friday. It was great. It was a great Friday. I I had a blast watching him play. Thank you. Oh, so, that's fun. It. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm not a big. I don't watch a lot of streamers, so you know the fact that I stayed the whole time was. Oh, I love dipping into Joe's streams. Like, I, I usually what happens is my wife is getting ready for bed, and so I'll just be like, "What's Joe streaming?" And I'll end up like staying too long. You know, <laughs> she's like, "Turn it off! Turn it off!" <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want to listen to Joe while I'm trying to sleep. So <laughs> <No>. we <laughs> better get it together. Shit. Well, cool guys. We will uh, catch you in a couple weeks. Um, if you have any feedback, you can hit us up again on our socials. That'll be in that show notes. So you know, we know need what it. You like or don't like. Awesome. All right, bye, y'all.